We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of my way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Well, we know the flow of draft picks from the Bruins are going out, but players are coming in all to try to win a Stanley Cup. We got a lot to break down with our friend Andrew Raycroft. He is brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow. And by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's Frank it up. Andrew Raycroft with us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. Nothing going on. What are we going to talk about? What a morning. Holy smokes. This is something else. Well, let's start with the trade of Tyler Bertuzzi. He is in for a uh, top 10 protected first round pick in 2024. Uh, a fifth-round pick down the road, great. It's a fifth-rounder, whatever. But it's twofold. Number one, the aggressiveness to go get Bertuzzi, Razor, but also the need to go get Bertuzzi in terms of Taylor Hall. What do you make of the whole situation? Well, it's an amazing pickup. I, my phone's been blowing off the hook here since the deal, just talking about how great of a player this guy is and, and what a steal it is for the Bruins to be able to get him. Certainly not an ideal situation with, with Taylor Hall going on LTIR, uh, but, but certainly fortunate for the Bruins that it happened this week and not two weeks from now where they can readjust and, and have the, the flexibility to go out and get a guy who scored 30 goals last season in the National Hockey League and just add more depth to this forward group. There you go. The, the red button that says on is usually when I'm allowed to speak, and it goes, yeah, yeah, that I, I just figured that out. That's what that red button's for. Mm. So so obviously you, you add uh, Orlov and Hathaway, was it last week, and now you add Pertuzzi. Like, what's, like, what does it feel like the disruption of the lines and the, you know, the roster as far as playing time? Like, how do guys – how are guys adjusting, and how do you see this all playing out in the end? Is this something – find a spot, leave them there – or continually rotate and play with the lineup to, to, to pending uh, matchups. Well, up front with with the injuries to Felino and Hall, that that allows not much of a rotation. You're going to plug Bertuzzi in. You're going to plug Hathaway in, and those fill those two spots. On the back end, we've already saw the last three games where there's a rotation in place. That's been communicated. That's been explained, and it seems as though. That is the expectation set, and the guys will be okay with that. Everyone's going to get their minutes where the Bruins are. There's so many games, three and four, six and eights, that the rest is going to be a benefit to every. Hmm. In any ways, and you know you're going to need everybody. Razor, Taylor Hall goes on long-term IR like you mentioned. I know it does free up cap space. But should we, are we kind of crossing our fingers and hoping 
this guy might be able to get back, or should we expect that Taylor Hall will not be a part of a playoff run? Oh, no, I, I expect him to be part of a playoff run. No no question about that. I, I, I haven't heard anything otherwise. I've heard that anytime a player goes home from a road trip, and we talked about it on Nesson the other night, it's not ideal. And they say he might be back, but, but you usually expect that to be a little bit longer. But I haven't heard anything contrary to him being back, at least for the playoffs. And that's and that uh that's retroactive. Is that the way it works in in the NHL as far as um how long he's supposed to be required to be out? They can retro. I mean, it'll be backlogs maybe hmm. games and or thirty days. So so again, you're not going to expect to see Taylor Hall at least until April. Andrew Raycroft of WEI and Nesson here with Gresh and Foyer talking hockey. He will be in for an hour tomorrow to take mm. all of your hockey questions. Uh, it'll be with uh, Lou and Christian and an hour of Raycroft. How about that? Uh, so That's Ray's, a smart group right there. It That's is. A real smart, intelligent it, group. That is. I'll tell you, that will be something. I, I, the, the goal focus, is. Three professional athletes. Oh, what are we talking about? There's no head trauma for many of us. <laughs> no, I never got in the head at all. Never, Lou never got no. hit in the head, right? No. No, he actually. Baseball guys, no way. Well, he did. He actually took one to the noggin. No, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah, and he also got his neck broke yeah. because Pedro Martinez <laughs> ran backwards and left Lou to have to tackle a guy charging in. But uh, nevertheless, we're. Uh, so, Razor, uh, they finally get the deal done with David Pasternak. It's nice to get the certainty. $11.25 million, uh per year on average. Really, it was more about when than if, right? That was always my sense, yes. Uh, again, the, the, every day that it doesn't happen, every, you know, you can build your anxiety up a little bit more. But, but no, I never, ever got the sense that it wasn't going to get done. David's happy here. The Bruins obviously love him. And, and it's, a, it's a great deal for everyone. I, I know I talked a little bit about how guys, a few months ago, guys really look at career earnings and what their number is at the end of the day and not necessarily what they make on a year-to-year basis. And, and I think we see that David likes clean numbers. He signed for... Forty million last time, ninety million this time, and now he's a uh, he's a hundred and thirty million dollar uh, generational wealth type guy. So does it does it concern you at all that the the Bruins don't have a draft pick, a first round draft pick for the next two years now? And this guy, nope. this new guy Bertuzzi, he's his contract is up, unrestricted free agent as soon as the season's over. Yeah. First round conditional pick because. Detroit retained fifty percent of the salary. That that's why that that got bumped to a first round. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I'm not concerned with thirty picks, thirtieth overall picks in the NHL. I the the general manager Julian Brisewaux of Tampa Bay had a great comment after unloading a bunch of draft picks just a few days ago and talked about he's a custodian of this group now. A 2025 first round pick isn't going to help Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci. You're not going to see that guy till 2027, 2028 at best, if at all. So, so no, I, I'm not a draft pick guy. I've said it before, and, and I'm more than happy to see those draft picks fly out the window. You can build a roster different ways going forward. Razor, I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, Bertuzzi last year compared to this year. It uh, might not be the same guy, all that kind of stuff. And, 
But you trade away the picks and you make the moves now in part, I think, to also kind of respect the sacrifice that Krejci and Bergeron have made salary-wise to be a part of this team. And I'm curious from you, how much of this is respecting those guys, the injury to Hall, making sure you can get all the way to that cup final and have a chance to win it? But, Razor, is there any of this that is really rooted in, well, look at what New York did. Look at what Toronto did. We have to come back over the top and make another answer. Or is it kind of all of the above in terms of why Don Sweeney would do something like this? I think I I lean more all of the above. I I think when you look at what this Bruins team's done to this point without those guys, you have to go for it. When you have Brad Mar or Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, you have to go for it. And then, of course, the arms race and what is in the Eastern Conference. The one thing with that is you're not going to see the New York Rangers until the third round minimum. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, the New Jersey Devils, you're not going to. Directly, I think it's more of uh, the Tampa Bays and the Torontos of the world looking at each other. How do we beat this team out? For the Bruins, they're not going to know their first-round matchup nor their second round. So I for the historic team that they have now and for the leadership and, and the respect they have for them. Are you driving right now? Yes, I am driving right now. So I had, unfortunately had to head back to Canada uh, ah, yesterday. I've that's done, what it is. I've done a two seven-hour drives in back-to-back days, and I can honestly tell you I haven't driven that safely here in upstate New York this morning. Oh, okay. All right. Because the, the cell phone is in and out at best, but I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to put you in a good mood. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to uh, get your mood. When uh, Linus Olmark had that, uh, that, that goal, um, was your emotion more jealousy or excitement for him? My initial was I jumped out of my seat and cheered like uh, a 10-year-old fan. And then as I continually thought about it, and as I've been asked if I ever scored a goalie goal, I'm extremely jealous uh, <laughs> at this point. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's gone from excitement to absolute jealousy. Yeah, and what does it mean for the rest of the goalies in the NHL moving forward as far as – it's like did, some, did Linus just break a code as far as you know how it can be done and when it can be done? Nah, not really. I, I mean, it just doesn't happen often. I think as we go forward, the way the league has has become more fun and not as strict and coaches have allowed players to, to take a lot more risk, I think we see goalies do it more often. But, but I still stick with the, had the Bruins not been 45-8-5 and five and instead battling for a wild card spot, I don't think you see Linus go out there in a 2-1 game and rip it down the ice with three guys closing in on him. Razor, I know the Greg Hill Show talked to uh, Mike Milbury earlier today, and they asked him this question. I'm curious for your thoughts. Six weeks to go here, or about six weeks to go, Linus has played a lot. How would you handle the playing of the goaltenders here for the rest of the season to ramp up for the postseason? I think we see rotation. At least You might see some matchup games when when the back-to-backs really show at the end of March and April, but but I can't imagine a situation where Jeremy Swayman's not playing two out of every five games minimum. So the the last one for me is uh, the we kind of touched on it early on in, in the interview, but Orlov and Hathaway better than you thought. 
based on when based on the small sample size of them playing? No, they're they're perfect fits. Dmitry Orlov played twenty four minutes a night, winning a Stanley Cup in Washington. He's a legit defenseman, so and he can shoot the puck. We saw that in Calgary the other night, so I'm not surprised by that. And Hathaway understands his role as well as anyone in the NHL. Plays a real north south game and. And again, really understands what his role is and how he stays in the NHL. So, uh, again, they were great fits, what the Bruins need. And, and no, I'm not surprised that they'll continue to have impact on this group. All right, we're going to skip the tickle trunk question this week only because there was so much breaking news. And I do have to ask you this. Of all of the Canadian cities to choose to spend the night in after a game, <laughs> would Calgary be your pick? No, I'm all uh, Toronto. Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary. So they're number four on the on the on the out of four out of seven. So bad, I guess. So basically, you have veteran Bruins players who are like, you know what? It's a long ass flight, and yes, even though we're stuck in Calgary after that game, I will right, we'll spend the night there and then we'll fly home. Does that set up Razor tonight? The scheduled loss you have taught us first game out of a road trip although the Bruins did handle it a little differently by spending the night in Calgary. Buffalo's played great, but is tonight the night that if the Bruins are going to have a scheduled loss, this would be it considering they're coming off the road? It's a tough game tonight just with that road, even though the sleep doctors, they get some sleep and they stay in Calgary, but they fly all day yesterday. I think all of the news today gives them more excitement, more of a, a bump than what you would typically have in this game. But with Buffalo fighting for a playoff spot, this is it's going to be a fast game. It's going to be a tough game. And it could be one where the Bruins look a little sluggish. Don't forget, this is six and eight game, eight, six games in eight days for them as well. So it could be a little bit of a fatigue game. But I think because of the news today with the pass to signing, he'll be flying with the trade of Bertuzzi. I think you do get a bit more of a bump than you generally would. Razor, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Uh, sorry you had to head back up north. Travel safe. We'll catch you, uh, well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. With, tomorrow with Fourier and uh, Merloni, and oh. uh, I'll talk to you next week. Just, just hold on. It's going to uh, be a little bumpy ride there. Oh, I can't wait to see you in <laughs> Studio Christian. Sorry about the service, guys. That's all, all right, buddy. good, brother. Thank make sure you. everybody knows we, that was the reason. We, uh, we appreciate you. There goes our friend Andrew Raycroft, who is with us on the Harbor One Hotline. He will be here in studio tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.